was about to start. Oh, are you good? In... <laughs> are you good? Are you yeah. good? Okay. I am good. Yes. How are you? I am dandy. How are you? Are you you're well now, aren't you? You're drinking your tea. You're well. We had yeah, a little I'm break. Well. You had a little break because um, had a little break. I was ill. A little bit under the weather. But um, welcome back to the Dreadcast. This yes, I f- episode five. Yes, it's episode five. Episode five. It's five weeks. We- well, not five. It's about seven weeks in now, but. Five made it a whole speak. month. Made it a whole month. Easily. Um, Easily. So, I think before we go on to another film yep. review or retrospective or game, whatever we do, we're going to bridge the gap. Yep. And we're going to split it over two episodes and we're going to get balls deep into yeah. um, <laughs> our top five horror films of all time. Both of ours. Yeah. Um, just a little... Not review, little just analysis of each one, just why we like it, pros, not cons, obviously, because it was our top five, but um, yeah, yeah, just going I mean, through them, really. Are cons, but there we might wanna, be the odd con. We're not going to get into that, really. So I uh, think I think the last episode was too much of cons, reviewing yeah, that it was, film. It, it was just a, a, a two-hour-odd-ish uh, rip of one of the worst films that we've ever seen. And we thought nothing would top Halloween Kills, but we were massively wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this is quite a nice, upbeat, positive, yeah. pro, pro-horror, pro like lo- showing love for oh. the, the horror franchise episodes coming you can, up you now. Can, you can consider these couple of episodes like our, our recommendations if you're new to horror. These are, these are something you should, oh. you should check out. Without yeah, recommendations, if I mean, if you're listening to this, I assume you're a horror fan anyway, and yeah, I would assume you probably because we, we yeah because we've discussed in personal time our top horror five our top five horrors between each other. So oh, yeah. knowing what they are, if you're listening and you're a big horror fan, you've probably seen a good at least over half of these. Oh yeah, easily yeah, easily so. Let me get my. I need to make sure I've got my notes up. This is actually the. If I'm right, this is the. <laughs> I think the third time we've tried to record this episode. It is. It is. Uh, yeah, it is. The first time it reco- wait, the first time failed because the recording got lost. The second time No, 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 failed... no. No, no. no. Oh, okay. The first time didn't get lost. It didn't even get recorded. Oh yeah, that's true. It did get recorded. <laughs> it was yeah, it, it just got deleted by the uh, the PC slasher as we call it now. Yeah. Uh, the second time we started recording it and then when I started breaking down my number 5 film uh, all I could see was Tom looking at me going, this man is not well. <laughs> Are you okay? No, you, no You're no. like, this film, it's great. It's great. Um, uh, it's, it's yeah, nice. just just go watch it. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, <laughs> I was like, dude, are you are you okay? Shall we just, let's take a break, go yeah. to bed. Have some water and relax, okay? That is pretty much what I did straight afterwards. Yeah, I got a you, cup of tea, and I was like, I'm going to sleep. You were in a bad place that day. I uh, know. Yep. And then so I do you want to hear the next day. Do you want to try again? You, yeah, you guys, well you, try you, again. You, you, you try again. So what's... what? Okay. I mean... Oh, we, sorry, we, I'm laughing, as so we've, I cried. <laughs> as we've discussed, we have our top, our top number one. Yeah. But pr- pretty much yes. our five to... Five to two. Five to five and not to really two in any order. Just, no, they're. I would say my fifth, fourth, and third place are. Mm. They're not films that I would consider are 
yeah, like my all-time favorites, mm. but they still had like some form of an impact on mm. me. Mm. That to this day, I'm like, oh yeah, these were definitely the films that I would, I'd easily watch again and again, even if I'm sitting there laughing now because I'm like, I know where all the jump scares are. They're they're the ones that you have. They're fond memories, but yep. not my like. Oh, now that's the horror film that I consider number one. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. fully get that. I'm the, I'm pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. One one is one takes the gold medal. Oh yeah. Uh, for me, five to two are the silvers. They're just, oh, they're just be- the silvers. Oh. They're, for me, they're just beneath it. Like I can't really. In fact, no, no, I lie. I'm a big, I'm a big, dirty liar. Number two oh, is number lie. two. Number two is second place. So there are three bronze medals, yeah. and there's a second silver. Yeah. There we go. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Fifth, to, fifth, to, fifth to third is bronze. Yeah. I so, that. so I mean, we're splitting this into two episodes. Yes, because we're going to talk about ten, 10 films, really. So we're going to do five and four now. Yeah, yeah. So, so go for it. Well, yeah, go for it. Well, uh, and start. I'll try and get through it this time. So anyway, take take three. Top... Yep, take three exactly. So number five on my list is, of course, the classic sci-fi horror film set in space, which is, of course, Ridley Scott's Alien film. Yeah, I don't know what you're on about. You can't have horror in, in space. Uh, I know you can't. It's just it's just <laughs> not a genre that works. It's terrible. So yes, but this Ridley Scott's Alien, nineteen seventy nine, is when this great film came out. And I'm going to go on a limb here and say this is probably the classic sci-fi. Well, not sci-fi, but classic space horror film. Oh, without because let's doubt. face it, before this film, there was barely any space horror films that I know of that came out and when ridley scott made this film it was just groundbreaking in effectively i mean this is going to sound cheesy as anything but taking horror to a new sort of mm. height you could say and i think is really great about this film is the first thing i have to touch on is the fact it's the set design is just fantastic if you watch this movie when they land on the deserted planet it's got a funky mm. name i can't remember which one it is but it goes from this incredible cavernous spaceship which obviously you know we do come back to later and everything is inspired by hr geiger a very very weird bloke he loves his say, penises created, he does he loves his penises and he clearly loves his alien God bless him. Crap, because let's face it he created some of the baddest looking things in this film Mm-hmm. And it ranges from, like I said, this massively incredible set. But when we go back on the Nostromo, when they return after, you know, they've taken that face hugger mm-hmm. to the face, which I'm not going to lie. The reason that this isn't my top five is after I saw this film when I was way too young, shall mm-hmm. we say. I was 11. I was not, should not have seen this. But That's my uncle, very young. Um, this is why you have uncles, because they let you get away with stuff. And then your parents yeah. find out and they go absolutely ballistic. And when I went to sleep that night after forgetting that I, you know, after cheating on my homework, because, you know, I'd forgotten to do my homework as well. <gasps> so, you know, I was a naughty cheater at school. Swine. I know. After that face hugger scene where the thing like latches onto his face mm. and does its like creepy finger stuff, I had to look under my bed because I was paranoid that there was a face hugger hiding under my bed. And everywhere yeah. I looked for like a few days after that, it was like opening cupboards so tentatively because I thought, oh my God, there's going to be one behind there. 
And that is why this has got to be on my top five, because this fil- this was, I'm going to say this was my first experience with horror. Mm. My number four, technically you could say, but I can't remember when I saw whichever one first. Yep. So I'm yep. going to go with Alien because it, it just seems to be right. And it introduced me to this world of horror that I had never experienced before because as an 11-year-old in, what was, when was I 11? I was 11 in 2001. I'd never seen horror at that point in time. I'd mm. never, I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it because obviously, you know, my parents were good parents who didn't, you know, kept me away from all that thing. Well, predominantly horror films obviously were 15s and 18s. So we never really had they a were. chance at that rate, uh, at that no. point, unless we were sneakily getting a vhs from someone or sneakily staying oh, yeah. up late to watch cable well, even though we, at that age we still shouldn't have been yeah no it's it's like that that classic thing it's like you know when you have family over and your mm. parents are like oh could you sleep downstairs on the sofa mm-hmm. you're like yeah next to the tv yeah of course I. hell will. yes i like, will <laughs> 11 o'clock on we go let's find whatever's on tv yeah and oh that brings back so many great memories of doing that I've completely lost where I was going with that. Oh, I was about I was, I was about to say, like you, you were saying, because you talked about more the the facehugger more than the xenomorph, and yes, that I mean, I what, what what would you find scary, the xenomorph or the facehugger? I mean, the facehugger has a very if you're afraid of spiders, it has like arachnid tendencies oh, yeah. to it. Like it's a, like you're saying, looking under your um your bed, you you yeah. do that for spiders if you're scared it's, of spiders. It's weird. I'm not. I mean, I'm not scared of spiders. I mean, if I see one, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. There's a spider. It yeah. doesn't. Have, I don't know what it is. For me, the xenomorph. When when I first saw it on screen, of course, you're like, oh my god, what is this thing? As it comes down from yeah. the chains, it's hanging on. You're just like, oh, this is incredible. Um, I'll touch back on why I I like the alien in this film more than the later ones, which were CGI and they looked terrible. Oh, especially boy. Alien, alien dog, and. Alien Free is that one? I think what freaked me out about this this face hugger thing was what it does to people it latches onto. Yeah, it's got that re- it's that weird. Oh, how do I describe this for people? I mean, type in face hugger and you'll see what I, I mean, mean. Its legs it's literally fact- look like fingers. Yeah. They've, they've got the same oh, yeah. joints as thing the fingers, and it latches around your head. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> like oh. it's oh. no, I don't like it. For and- me, it's the the, oh, the, little, the, the face fucking it's the face fucking <laughs> Te- i mean what what else is it uh, uh, <laughs> what else is it like this little dangly thing comes out and straight down that mouth yeah i i think that's probably what I mean, I it, didn't know what face fucking was when I was eleven, but well, yeah, is, obviously not. It's. I think it was the inv- it was the invasion. The is it the inv- invasion the right word? It's something along those lines. It's the fact that I mean, the xenomorph. It's it's there to kill you. Mm. It, that's obvious. It's just a, it's a killing machine. You come across it like, oh my god. At least it's hopefully going to be quick. I ain't fucking thing. with that. No. <laughs> what the face hugger does to you though is. It, it's like a torture. It's like a creature that's designed to torture you. So obviously, it's it attaches itself to your face, and it. I mean, the thing is, when it wraps itself around your neck, even then, I was you're kind of sitting there going, okay, it, it suffocates you whilst keeping you alive. It's weird, 
But it's that invasion of your personal space and your body that when I was 11, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, my God, could you imagine if there are creatures like this mm. in the universe that could do this? And then, of course, when I started you know, researching things, of course, because the fake, hug- fake hugger, the face huggers are effectively a parasite. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Well, are they a parasite? Yeah, they're kind of like a parasite. They Well, they lay a parasite inside you as the yeah. chest birther, yeah. which... Oh, if you've never seen Alien, you are in for such an iconic treat with that scene. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to spoil it. Because, no, 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 no. you gotta, you got to see it. And, of course, then I looked up, oh, I wonder what parasites are. And, of course, when you start looking up parasites and you find that there are creatures like that on mm. Earth that will invade your body. For me, I was just like, oh, these things just get more and more disgusting. That's a bad wormhole to go down looking up Parasite. Like Wikipedia and Parasite. I've done that before and just... I know. This actually exists in in my world? (laughs) The most disgusting Parasite that I think you could probably say is akin to what the facehuggers do is the botflies. Oh, they're... Oh, no, I know them. I know. I'm not going to go into it because, quite frankly, what they do is pretty disgusting. Um, yeah. Even though this is a horror podcast, it's just gnarly. And it, I mean, but the thing is, this is one of those videos I ended up watching at like, you know, two in the morning on YouTube when I should have gone to sleep. And you somehow get there from watching a guy building a Batman car. And it's like, hey, would you like to check out the Botfly videos? You're like, yeah, of course. I wonder what that is. And then you're terrified. Yep. And the other thing that makes Alien such a great film for me is everything that they did in this film is handmade. There's no... I mean, there might be a bit of CGI. Uh, The majority is practical effects. Exactly. It's such a great film that has all these... I mean, I think the facehuggers may have been animatronics. I'm not sure. I believe they were. I think they were. were. And it's an animatronic for the facehugger. Then you've got this big handcrafted xenomorph suit which is a guy i think the guy is like six foot ten who wore the suit he was very slim very oh, slim he was he was very yeah. slim and he's walking around in this thing and when you see it especially compared to the later alien films it just looks so much more terrifying because it's right there with them whereas in the cgi ones you're like uh, i can kind of tell it's a bit naff yeah it doesn't really have that kind of shock impact as it did when the first it first arrived on the screen which i thought the- was incredible i think the scare factor is more definitely they're more there because of the having a human in the suit because okay so this alien fake alien has a real body slash skeleton inside it which can Mm. do natural human movements right and the alien is kind of built like a human. it's got two arms two legs it's got a tail but one that's got a head you know it's kind of a human body like cgi you can only do so much you can only get to 99 percent of perfecting the way the body moves if you've got a yeah. real life person in there you that that's gonna look even creepier exactly and that is what made this that's why this film for me is a top five because yeah. everything that ridley scott did in this film mm. for me it was just on point he went mm. to make this creepy sci-fi space horror film and in my eyes he he perfected it it was incredible. Mm. Plus, the music in the background to it is very, I think it's very orchestral techno. Not mm-hmm. techno. Techno is the wrong word. It's not techno. I'm getting that confused. It's very <laughs> orchestral. And 
I've, I just love listening to it because it sort of, it builds up very softly. And then you have these massively high peaks of this music when something is going on, you know, the aliens running around. I think it's Kane. Is it Kane? I believe Kane's getting his face, you know, fucked by a thing. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was like, I got to get this in somewhere. Well done. And the music, I can't remember who does the music. I do apologize. Um, who did it? Oh dear. Oh dear. This is highly unprofessional. To... Highly unprofessional. I know. I'll have to look it up. I think it's Brian something. I'll, I'll check it out later. Um, Brian but Music. Brian, there we go. There we go. What is also good about this is it also gives us one of the original, in my eyes, I don't know if you call her a final girl, but obviously Ellen Ripley is probably one of the original tough female characters. Easily say final girl. Easily. Because if you just replace the same, Zen, if you replace the Xenomorph with a, a, a Jason yeah. or a Michael Myers, it's exactly the same thing. He, the, the, the Xenomorph is picked off the group that she is with. That's true. And she's the she final, the final girl, girl who's trying to fight also, back and survive and whatnot. So she, yeah, she's one of the best. We also have the final cat as well. We don't, don't think oh, the cat yes. does survive. Is it, and it's uh, never, Jinx? never mentioned again. Is it Jinx? Jinx? I think it's Jinx. I don't know. Well, no, um, the cat, the cat survives. No, the cat, does the, does the cat survive in, in aliens? The cat does survive because they, when they go back into stasis at the end, the cat's there, but I don't yeah. think the cat is mentioned after that. Hmm. But then that's getting into alien too, which is still a good film. Um, oh but not, well, not into my uh. Well, okay. Aliens is is epic. Aliens is epic. Alien Three is when it started to go wrong, and the Alien Four was just a terrible. It, it's terrible the film. same. It's to me, it's the same timeline as the Terminator, which we just discussed just before the the yes, the, the, the the recording of this. So T One Alien horror, yep. more horror. T Two and Aliens. Bit of horror aspect to T2, but more action-based. T2 was also slightly funny. Comedy elements were in there as well. Yeah. And then Um, it was the third film of each one that just was like, uh, it just started to go off the rails a little bit. Exactly. I would say Terminator went off the rails way more than than Alien did. I mean, Free is watchable. Yeah, Alien tried to keep within its Mm. franchise roots. Terminator has just gone so far off the rails that actually after dark fate was released, the studio just went, do not make any more films. Just let it die. We have, we have, we have killed this franchise. Now it cannot recover from this, Um, which is sad because I had a really great idea for a Terminator script. that (laughs) I will pitch to them and say, this is how you should have done it. Make this film and then give me lots of money for it. You're going to be the arsehole that brings it back again. I will be, I'll bring it back (laughs) and be like, look, this is what dark fate should have been. James yeah. Cameron, all right. Um, yeah, what do you know, James the... Cameron? Huh? What do you know? Uh, he's, yeah, exactly. What do you know? Fucking hack. You sold the... Sold, he asked to... Actually, no, I'll keep that for number four, because that's the okay, tidbit about right. number four. All right. Um, but going back to the Alien film, mm. it's it's also re- a really kind of good metaphor, I, well, in my eyes, that he did was that even if... I mean, it's so far in the future, it's like 21... 42 or something yeah so it's about 100 odd years into the future but despite this you would think in that time you know humankind would have been like okay you know what let's just get on with each other let's have peace let's go explore space enough room in this vast universe for mm. everyone to explore and yet it still comes down to when Wayland yutani gets told oh by the way we have this massive killing machine thing 
on our ship. It's killing the crew. What do we do? To them, it's like, we have just got the ultimate weapon here. We can use this against other people on our planet. We have to have it. And even then, it's like, even in, yeah, probably 100 years' time, humankind will probably still be obsessed with who's got oh, yeah. the biggest stick. Yeah, no, and, that's, well, that's what's going on right now. Yeah, exactly. And it's, unfortunately, what's going on right now in the world. Yeah. And it's true. In If we do go out into space and do find you know creatures that are... Mm like this it will be a case of right well they're not as smart as we are but they're pretty damn dangerous so how can we use that against the people back home and mankind thinking they could control it yeah exactly it's it's in our i think it's one of our fallacies uh, fallacies our failings is even though we're like oh we should all be friends in 10 years time you'd be like yeah screw them it's we're not friends no no let's find a way to you know fuck each other over Yep, always someone to always, always. There's always gonna be someone to fuck someone else over and try and be have more power. Always, exactly, exactly. But that was my uh, that was my number five. Alien, Damn. do check it out. It's a great film. Yeah, Stuff in case you never pieces. heard of it. <laughs> in case you never heard of it, it's a it's a film about little, an alien, little independent film that came out about I don't know fifty years ago, nearly. <laughs> my God, yeah, it was. Well, uh, what was it? Seventy nine. Oh, so God, it was almost fifty years ago. Forty. What is that? Yeah. 47? Uh, no. So no. Right 40... now, no. Oh, no, God. No. Oh, quick maths. Oh, no. So it'll be 50 in oh. 2029. Oh, no. So it's currently 43. Eight years old. 40... No, 48. How did you... 43? I don't know. How did you get 48? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's 40 Wait, also. you just you just said it's 50 years old in 2029. It's because I subtracted eight from, two th- from 2029... Oh, that'd be 2021. So my ma- my math is off anyway. Do you I- need to go? Are like you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Do you need to go? I, I, are you- <laughs> I need to go. Let's let's we'll we'll just record this again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, let's try. We'll do, rat- we'll do take four then. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if this if this didn't work, I'd give. I don't want to do this again. No, <laughs> we're not. This, we've no. talked about this with each other so much. We're just going to be repeating ourselves over and over again. I think. I think what we would do is, if this doesn't record, mm-hmm. is we'll 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 link up on Twitch. Mm. And we'll say, look, this is the top five. We're just going to talk to you about it. <laughs> if so you want to see can... it, see it there. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see it, just watch the highlights and then you'll get it. It'll be fine. Yeah. Right. So what is your number five then? Okay. Got my notes up. I'm going to be reading it like a teleprompter. Ooh. All right, then. <laughs> just... I'm ready. So just because of um, I was originally had written up a script for a, a YouTube video of my top five videos, top five horror films, and it's about 20 pages long. I'm quite proud oh, of it. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not going to read it for script. Like a, like, a, like a... And this is no, my I'm film. This is this is my before. film that I love. As my... No. <laughs> so, fifth one. We're going back to the early 2000s, where oh, okay. the French, you've heard of them. Oh, um, yeah, they, brought in a, they brought in a, a new breed of the gory oh. horror uh, movies. I know what film this is. Now, oh, no. Obviously, in the 2000s, we did have the... I, I never like... I don't like this term, but the term torture porn coming into effect with uh, Saw. Yes. Uh, we had Saw, Hostel. Yep, Saw um, Hostel. Bone Collector? Those... Bone... No, Bone Collector was a thriller. But th- yeah, those were the two... Else. The two primary shall we say torture porn horror films for the mainstream yeah. anyway but 
this this new breed, you know, depicting violence, nudity, torture, mutilation, all this all this lovely bundle put into one <laughs> film. And the French just had to ramp it up to eleven. They really did. And they came out with such films uh as High Tension, which is oh, yeah. very good. Inside. Yes. Fr- yep. Frontiers. And my number five being Martyrs. Oh, oh. Now, oh, this film gives me the creeps just thinking about it. This film is not for everyone. And this is the 2008 version, correct? It is the 2008 is, yes. version. It is the only version. T. Okay, yes, that's right. That there is, is no version. remake. There is nothing else after that. There is no remake. There was never a remake. You should... If you, if you think there is a remake out there, you should... Um, you should hand your horror card back in because you do not deserve it. You hand it back in. We're going to cut it up. And you can apply for one in three months' time when your ban is over. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, dear. So, Martyrs, yeah. only made for oh. 4 million euros. Quite cheap. That's quite cheap. Yeah, quite, yeah. It kind of shows it's not a very, um, shall we say, an effect-heavy film. It was an indie film, wasn't it? It was very... Very much so, low. indie film, yeah. Yeah. And it premiered... Sorry, I'm just eating some chocolate buttons here. I'm very oh. hungry. Premiered at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, it's okay. not the sort of film you premiere at the Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> yeah, think about it. No, um, probably not. In that sense, it it was very controversial from critics. Um, so it went straight to French theatres. Didn't do too well. But when I get I mean, into that's... describing this film, you'll understand you'll why. You'll see why. I mean, I I mean it's hard that... to describe this film. It's, yeah, it's hard to describe. It's hard to watch, actually, as well. I remember it's when I saw this film, even I was like, I mean, I'm, I've seen some stuff. I mean, I like, I listen to Cannibal Corpse, so I've heard some and seen some weird stuff. Mm. But even watching this film, even I was like, okay, now it's, there's a line, and I'm like, this is actually making me feel not like creeped out, but I was like, I feel quite dirty watching this yeah. because it's like, it's making my, yeah, it's like it's making my skin crawl and not in a good way. And I, I, uh, we love horror, we love horror, yes, right? we but there, there was certain. There are certain genres, say subgenres in the horror genre, that I'm personally like, I, I can watch, but I'm not going to go out my way to watch. Yeah. A film like, like I Spit on Your Grave. <sighs> I, I've watched yeah. it. I don't see the need to go back and watch it. I do, I'm not going to get an enjoyment from watching it. Serbian film. Yeah. I'm not going to get enjoy. I've watched it. I don't oh, need to. No. This, though, I could watch again and oh, still really? feel and still feel creeped out and just... Oh. Terrified, uh, not te- terrified. Terrified. I use the word terrified. Disturbed. Terrified it, to me is close to being scared. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, terrified. Disturbed is probably a good one. Or taken back. Chilled. Oh, okay. Chilled. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I watch this and feel chilled. And there's not many films that can do that. And I feel that's really impressive. That is. If true. a film martyrs, like that can give give that sort of emotion to you, to you, yeah, martyrs will do that to you. And. <sighs> I'm not going to describe the whole film synopsis, but the film is kind of in two halves. The film, the, the, the story-wise, yeah. is kind of in two halves. But the first, the first half, I can kind of describe. So it's basically about a young girl uh, in France. I don't really know her age. I think she's early teens. Escapes from basically being kidnapped, and it's some sort of uh, factory, some disused facility. She escapes. She's clearly injured, distressed. And then we get actually get into the film. She's older. She's hunting down the people that did it. Yep. While she's hunting down, doing all this business in the film, 
we get a flashback as to after her escape, she then grows up in an orphanage. This is Lucy, by the way. It's Lucy and Anna, two main girls. Really good at describing films here. Lucy and Anna, they both grow up in an orphanage, but they both become best friends. Now, Lucy is so traumatized by her kidnapping, her abduction, her past, her horror, horrific past. Yeah. Anna is the only one that can understand and try and calm her down from panic attacks and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, so she, she, uh, she's like a guardian angel to her. Yeah. And it's quite comforting seeing that because of knowing what this young girl, Lucy's gone through, that she has this, this other, uh, young girl, Anna looking after her. Cause you just, I feel like with this film, you just want to go through the screen and go, it's okay. It's okay. Everything will be okay here. They're there. Just big hug. Have a cup of tea. It's all right. Big hug. Yeah, just, it'll be fine, but it's not going to be fine. No. It's not going to be fine. So she's just suffering complete, unimaginable PTSD from her traumatic events. Oh, yeah. Fast back forward to her actually finding the culprits, the arseholes that did this to her. It doesn't end well for them. Not a spoiler. This is the first 10 minutes of the film. <laughs> yeah, it's it. I mean, it ramps up very quickly. I mean, it, it kicks yeah. off straight from the get go, doesn't it? This is not a slow burning film. Oh, no. Once she has found, um, is it culprits or per- perpetrators? I'm trying to think of a big I would say, word. I th- perpetrators. Uh, I'd say perpetrators. Arseholes. Once she's found arsoles. the arseholes that, that kidnapped her and tortured her uh, throughout her young teens, uh, they're disposed of. Again, not a spoiler. It's actually in one of the trailers, I believe they're disposed of it's kind of from here the film takes a turn and we we leave the lucy suffering from her ptsd of her traumatic childhood and we move on to there's something wrong with this house that they're 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 in now obviously the family have been disposed of in a really gruesome way it's really gruesome I can't remember how but, they how they died. I'm looking it up right now. So, oh, I've seen bits. Yeah, okay, never mind. The house of this family, there's something not right in this house. And when it's discovered, all hell breaks loose. Oh, yeah. Um, I, this is a film, like, this, the, all the films we're, we're going to describe, there's a, most of them are mine list. I can describe and spoil. I This, I don't want to spoil. No. I Yeah, I would agree with that. This film, it's, I think because it was unique in what it, it the pre well, I mean the premise. I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I would say that it was unique in how they they carried out this premise mm. of this story, especially when, like you said, the they get into the house and they that's you know that's when the twist starts happening. Mm. Unfortunately, uh, I know this sounds like we're pausing here for dramatic effect on this podcast, mm-hmm. but actually, if we thinking about this film, if we were to go into any kind of what happens to these characters and what they find, it will probably ruin the experience yeah. for you. That, that's why like, I don't want to describe it too much. Yeah. It's like you said, it, it's a, it is a very low budget indie film, French mm. indie film that came out that to be fair, not many people probably have heard. I mean, obviously they did do a remake, which failed miserably. Oh God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say if you want, if you're interested in it, just watch it. Don't don't look it up because if yeah. you look it up, you'll probably see the spoilers, etc. And you'll be like, "Well, I don't need to see it now," which you know would take away from it. It 
it's not for everyone. Like I, I, I have, really I have uh, friends, friends that are also massive horror fans, but despise this film. They really think it's either rubbish yeah. or they just don't like it. It's a it's... bleak, bleak film, and I think yeah. what helps with that bleakness, there's no, there's no off the cuff no let up. joke, joke or any positivity. There's no positivity right. in this film. This is a bleak film that slowly goes, gets worse and worse. I would just... probably say you could describe it as. Have you heard of a film called The Road? Which yes. Stars, yes. Uh, there Viggo we go. Yeah. Exactly. The Road yeah. is just depressing as fuck. Yeah. It's bleak. There is is no fun in it. There's nothing in it. It like it's it just gets worse. I kid you not. I I was told about The Road. And I was like, it's not a horror film. It's like a dystopian. I don't know nuclear war something other something's gone wrong the, yeah the world is dying etc um and i thought all right i'll give it a shot i kid you not after 15 minutes i was like i am so depressed with in my thoughts i'm like i had to stop watching it mm. because i'm like i'm sorry this film is just oh god it's so down it's such a downer but so basically yeah. martyrs is like our film is like the road in horror in terms of its bleakness yeah it doesn't let up it, there's there's Okay, spoiler here, it's not a happy ending. No, it's I'm not going to say not. what happens, but it's not a happy ending. It, it, The script is what it is. You have to just embrace the film for what it is. Yeah. It is an emotional roller coaster. It's bleak, but for a, it's, it's very unique, I think. There's not oh, much yeah, else really like was. it. The acting for the two main leads, the women... It's fantastic, oh, in my opinion, because I'm picturing some of the scenes in my head, and I'm just like, what they ha- would have to have gone through to, to get that level of intensity must have been insane. The main lead actress who plays Lucy, I, I her name passes passes me in my mind. I will find that for the, you. The the um, she the amount of PTSD she portrays, traumatic oh, yeah. panic attacks, and whatnot she portrays, it's just heartbreaking, and you can't turn away. No. It, to, it's it's you have to just keep watching um yeah. one, one thing i do want to mention you, though go on go on go on, go on. well i was just gonna say the two the you have moyana I, this is probably not how you say the names i do apologize mm-hmm. it's moyana alu it was anna it's probably wrong and mylene jampanoy was lucy wow Again, they sound probably, french I, they sound french i probably butchered <laughs> their names um probably have done. yeah but there you go Yes, yes, I will. I will highly praise their 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 their, their right. acting in it. Um, so as I mentioned earlier on, that martyrs you probably categorise it as torch porn in a way, e- even though yeah. it's a weird name for a horror genre. I never like the name. It is. It's it, like it's, it's not I appealing. Heard it, like, torture porn. You're like, well, that, that's that's not the kind of thing I would fap to. Not gonna no, lie. <laughs> it's not appealing, <laughs> is it? No. Oh, at least, oh. at least, slasher kind of gives the implication of murder mystery, as I think we we discussed yeah. with Scream. Like it gives that implication. So, exactly. oh, a bit of a thriller, torture porn. Yay! Yay. <laughs> so, I want to see some torture porn this weekend, honey. Yeah, go on, then. No, not really. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> so you'd categorize you categorize it as torture porn, really, and I think the yeah. part that helps emphasize that is the level of gore in this film oh but, yeah it's high but more so how it is high but more so how it's presented now blood and gore have always always been a staple yeah. with the big hitters so we're talking somewhat brain dead slash dead alive or evil dead where it's 
it's it's over the top and comical, you know. Yeah, exactly. But because of that, you kind of you kind of stop hiding behind like a pillow, and you kind of just get into you just get used to it. It's like yeah, like the nineteen eighties. Obviously, nineteen eighties. You had the big horror films. You had like you know Jason, uh, mm. Freddy. Michael, I think Michael's out of it. You know, you knew there was going to be blood and guts, but you knew like, oh yeah, it's special effects, it's cool. And then of course you had like, but it was done in a tasty way. Mm. And then of course, like you said, you had the Evil Dead, where they were like, no, nah, just ramp up the campiness. Let's just have fun with this. Let's just go mad. Yeah, um, yeah, that, that's, that's it. The campiness and let's just go silly with it. Oh yeah. And a lot of the time, that's that's tolerable and watchable for a lot of people because they, they, they people will think, oh, it's just. It's the context, you know, it's the context. Yes. And it's the context with Martyrs where the gore, in my opinion, and I can handle the gore. I can, ha- hell, I, I work in effects. I can handle the gore. That's true. <laughs> but it's the context of these gore effects that makes me feel very screamish. And again, I want to help these girls out. <laughs> I just want to help you them. You really do. You really do. Um, you have to, I mean, have, it's seen... quite, a tough, quite a tough stomach for it. I, I mean, I've done, I've worked as a, a model for special effects, which, which specialized in like horror wounds and things like that. I did a great one where I took a, I had like a fake axe, like shoulder axe wound. Oh yeah. So it looked like my entire shoulder blade had been split apart and there's like bones sticking out and everything. It was great. So I took a picture of it and I sent, I posted it on my Instagram saying, oh shit, this happened to me today. So many people freaked out because they were like, oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like... Trust me, if this happened, I'll send you the picture after the uh, after we finish recording. Mm. And I said, trust me, if that had actually happened to me, I would not be posting selfies on Instagram. No, I'm not that no. stupid. But yeah, I uh, see you. You obviously you said you can handle it. For me, just sitting here thinking about, especially I think that scene. Shall we mm. say? I think you know the one I'm thinking of. Mm. My skin is crawling, and I just it's because mm. I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, how." The thought of that for me is nice one with is, uh, my skin oh, is crawling. I know. I, nice, I one, nice one with that. that. Nice, Honestly, nice one with that. Yeah. <laughs> for me, the, I mean, I, I you know, I'm not going to say anymore because if I say anymore, it's going to give away why I'm getting that feeling. You know, um, the the visual of, I don't know, yeah. torture, torture, or just mercilessly attacked um, that's, i'm trying to use that in a vague yeah. sense can be more brutal and vicious looking than straight up just stabbing them guts would, and blood and stuff i would say you, you, i think you've hit it on the nail it's the context and the it way is. it's it's done the way it's delivered so i'm going to compare it so i'm going to compare martyrs and saw mm. so when i what i mean i think the saw i mean i thought the saw for, first saw film was oh great. it's incredible it was a, incredible it was unique it was cool i loved it Mm. but if i compare the things that they did to that they had to do to themselves and saw to like escape for me when i saw that i'm like oh ah you know the classic yeah. like oh i can't believe he just did that whereas when i watch martyrs i'm just like please stop oh my god please stop and it it's oh, you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to stop thinking about it because it is making me you remember just that not feel, just not feel good remember that that uh, really old viral video of uh, leave britney alone Oh leave her. God, that's yes. what I'm thinking of these two, the two lead women. Leave them alone. Leave Just alone. leave them alone, please. Lucy, Anna. I mean, it, so Martyrs is far, far from an easy watch for anyone. Yeah, really that's awesome. including hardcore horror nerds like ourselves, yeah. I'd say. 
you've got a but weak they, stomach, you probably won't like this film. It digs so much deeper than any mindless, over-the-top gore, cheap, ghostly jump scares, in my opinion. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, conjuring or insidious. In no, I... Uh, there's some... There's some moments, but not... Like yeah. A, there's some... some jump scare. Not traditional. And the ones I always go to are, like, a an insidious or conjuring where... Those are. I'm, I get out of breath after those films because you know, I'm sick you know of just being jump scared. You know, yeah. you know it's coming, but you don't know where it is. Yeah, yeah. the music build up. It's like eh, nothing happens. It's like hang on, just ah, there it is. Okay. I think the reason, yeah, this is easily in my top five, and it's not for everyone. It's not no. a highly, shall we say, rated horror film on even IMDb. But for me, IMDb. I think it may be a late six. Late on six IMDb. or se- yeah, or was it a five? Uh, seven, seven on IMDb. It's a seven. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. great. Not too bad. But that's still pretty high. That is good. And so for for me, it's in the top five because of what I alluded to earlier in the fact that if it's doing all this uh, emotion wise to me, then it's done its yeah. job. Exactly, it's done its job, and it. No matter how many times I watch it, I'll never be just like, yeah, I know that's coming. There, blah blah blah. Yeah, oh, that happened. I'm still. It, it it draws me in within the first five ten minutes, and I'm I'm in. This this feels real to me. It feels like I'm watching a real uh, something that's happening right in front of me, and I just want to help. Kind of feels like you're watching a, a snuff film. Yeah, shall we <laughs> say? Yeah. Thankfully, it's not. Thankfully, everyone's fine. Yeah, exactly. But the way it's portrayed and acted, bravo. Oh, all right. I would. Yeah, I can see why it's in your top five. Yeah. So, number four. Number yeah. four. We thought we did it. Number That's four. it. We, even if this recording fucks up, we have a yeah. recording. We have an episode That's of true. our we top do. five, our top fifth horror film top each. Fifth. Uh, <laughs> we'll, just do, we'll just do an episode, like a, an episode a week. It's like every week you get one, you get two films that we recommend. God, we'd be milking like a whole month of just what's no, our yeah. favorite horror films. You'd have 10 weeks of that. And there you go. <laughs> so what's your oh, number man. four so my number four is the film that came out in 1984 called the terminator yes by is james it really cameron 84 yeah 1984 it was actually later than i thought it was i thought it was 1970s but it was 1984 that, it feels early for me i i thought it was later yeah. than that. i thought it was much later no. well terminator 2 was 1991 yes. so that is probably why which to be fair Going in terms of like sequels and movies, that's that's what a nineteen eighty four to nineteen ninety one. That's seven years. Seven years, yeah. Which, in terms of Hollywood sequels, that's quite a gap for that time. Although for I the am time, yeah, certain, I am fairly certain it's because I think James Cameron went off to do like Titanic. And no, Titanic was later. No, Titanic was ninety seven. Was he doing in the nineteen? He was doing something. Did he else do the Abyss in the nineteen eighties? What was he doing? I just got to look did, this up now. Don't know if he did the Abyss. I'm not sure what year that was. The Abyss. He might have been doing something. He was doing something alongside Terminator, which is why he may have been writing. Oh, did he do Aliens? He did Aliens. I think he did Aliens. Yeah. So well, no. He, well, he did oh, do no. Aliens, but I'm not sure what the year it was. It was. Uh, it was Rambo. He was doing Rambo. He did Rambo. Yeah. I didn't he know did that. Rambo. Yeah, Rambo: First Blood Part Two. 
He did the Abyss. There we go. Yeah. Then it was he didn't actually do. Oh, he did. And Aliens. There you go. Yeah. There we go. That's why he was busy, and he was probably busy writing um, Avatar and stealing ideas. Yeah, probably. He's still got <laughs> how many? Apparently, we have Avatar Five coming soon. Um, well, we, haven't no, we have Avatar Two. Yet. Yeah, we have two coming soon. <sighs> anyway, enough about Avatar because that's not horror film. Yes. No, we're not talking about Avatar. Unless, unless you're terrified of aliens. But anyway, back to the Terminator. So, yes, my top f- number four is, of course, the Terminator film, which now we discussed this before we were recording, as we said, as to whether this was a horror film or not. And I think it comes down to personal preference about whether you would view this as a horror film. For me, personally, it does. Because, quite mm. frankly, the storyline behind it is terrifying, if you think about it. I, I so, would easily agree it's horror. Easily. Oh, yeah. Easily. I mean, if you, like you said, if you were to take out, we'll call it the slasher test, shall we? If you yeah. were to take out the Terminator as a robot, if you were to, you know, throw him away and stick in, I don't know, Jason Voorhees, you'd be like, well, it's a, it's a horror film. It's a slasher film. He's a yeah. slasher from the future. He's coming back. He's killing loads of people. And you would count it as a horror film. But I think because it's a robot or a cybernetic organism thing, there's a very long word for it, Model Systems 101, a lot of people would say, well, actually, it's more sci-fi then, isn't it? It's a time-traveling story. Yeah, because it's got a robot. Because it's got a robot that, you know, is an infiltration model and yet is (laughs) six-foot-something built like a tank and has a very distinct accent, which makes him stand out quite a bit. Yeah, just a bit. That's... That's digressing, shall we say. But yes, so The Terminator is in my top four because it was, again, I probably saw this at the same time, near the same time of Alien, around Mm. my very early teens, way earlier than I should have been watching this film, shall we say, because this one actually was an eight. I believe this one was an 18. I don't know whether Alien was. I'm assuming it was. Alien was, yep. It was. Okay, so they're both 18s. There we go. And what I loved about this film was, is that it, it made me, again, these films make me, were ones that made me think about, you know, the world and things like the future. And for me, the thought of a killer robot coming back from the future that is unstoppable is pretty terrifying, especially, I mean, if he was to make that film now, it probably would actually have a bigger impact if you would think about it. Because back in the 1980s, let's be honest, technology was still pretty naff. I mean, they had... <coughs> Excuse me. What? They didn't have the internet. I doubt no. they had the internet. No. They no, didn't no, have they didn't. mobile phones. They didn't have any of the tech that we do. Mm. So this film, for people watching in 1980s, probably like, oh my God, could you imagine if that was real? <gasps> it, it's terrifying. the fear of the unknown, in a way. Exactly. A fear of the unknown. It's like, oh my God, you know, let's hope we never get there. And yeah. of course, now in, you know, today's age where we're developing artificial intelligence, which is obviously what Skynet is and the Terminators are, you have these big tech giants like Elon Musk and all these people who are like, yeah, guys, uh, AI, it's, uh, it's not a good idea. We should probably not develop this because uh, Skynet, and they actually reference this film as the, this is the problem that we're going to get if we let this go unchecked. Obviously, I hope that would. Looking at you, Boston Dynamics. Yep, exactly. You, uh, <sighs> you guys, that you know, you're going to cause Skynet to rise, and we're all fucked. Yeah. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> 
if uh, if any robot overlords are watching this from the future and you need a horror podcast <laughs> we're your guys all man right, I, you know? i've always said i would be that guy in the matrix film who sells out humanity for a steak dinner i i don't uh, yeah. fuck it i, I would sell I mean, out for a steak dinner i probably would if they said look we'll give you a you know an implant device that allows you to watch any horror film on the planet i'd be like yeah take it <laughs> yeah you can have humanity just give me the implant i'll be fine and what i liked about this film was it also introduced me to the characters the concepts of things like time travel mm. you had paradoxes which were great especially done in this one it's a fantastic one you know the predestination thought that you know, everyone who is in this world has a destiny that you can't escape from. And yeah. for me, I was like, oh, can you imagine if that's true? If we've all got a destiny that you can't escape from, which is something in this film, these characters, especially Sarah. Sarah in this film is, she's an interesting character because she's supposedly the mother of the savior, John Connor of the future. Yeah. And yet when you meet her, she could not care less. To her, it's like, I am none of those things. So She's please not leave that me alone. character. She's, She's not, not what's described. Yeah. Oh, no. And I think probably, mm-hmm. even though Carl Reese, who is the human sent back in time to protect Sarah from the Terminator, who's come back in time to kill him, kill her, sorry. Even he was like, but you are the legend. She's like, I'm a waitress. I'm a, I'm a waitress who literally has a pet iguana. <laughs> oh god iguana <laughs> <laughs> called i think it's walter i'm not oh, it's got a funny name and she but what's great about her is again she's another one of these very early final girls well fun yeah, she, i'd say she's technically a final girl. she could i, I um, if she didn't have kyle reese with her oh she i would dead. say she no no, no i if she didn't have kyle reese with her i was gonna say she would no doubt fall into the category of final girl because it's only her alone she's still the uh, a final girl in some sense but kyle reese is the one protecting her trying to he's the one really he's the he's the final guy you know like yeah well he's not but he doesn't he doesn't survive but i mean technically he is then you know he's not been born yet but anyway let's not oh, go into that time time I, travel we'll go, man. we'll go down the rabbit hole that i have i have my huge list go for the it. rabbit hole but i don't want to well the thing is obviously right so it depends on which film you watch let's to be honest it's terminator one terminator two and then stop there because quite yeah. frankly everything after that is just not not, not worth good. it not worth it especially dark fate which i had a rant about earlier because um, I could have done it better, I think. James Karen hooked me up. Stop writing Avatar. <laughs> and but it's interesting about this is because there are so many different you can view these this film as a standalone film. So basically yeah. the Terminator comes back in time, Skynet sent it back in time to kill Sarah Connor, because it's like, right, if we kill Sarah Connor, there's no John Connor, no human resistance, I wipe out humans, I'm a happy robot. Mm. Whereas, obviously, if she survives, John Connor grows up to become the leader of Resistance, defeats Skynet, and I guess the Earth is reset. They build civilization back up again, hopefully in a much more peaceful manner. But at the end of the film, it's left ambiguous, which is great, as to what exactly is happening. Now, obviously, when Sarah survives, it implies that John will be born. I mean, there will be a human resistance. But of course, 
you could then stop there and just not watch Terminator 2 because you're like, well, we know what happens here. Yeah. We know that there's this event, this nuclear holocaust that happens, but we know that John is going to be born. So we know everything is you, fine. You leave it to the audience's mind to exactly. work it out rather than handholding them and saying every yeah. little detail. What you, give, you leave it to people's imagination. Exactly. And I think that's yeah. what's great about this. And I must admit, now I'm going to go against the grain because obviously a lot of people preferred Terminator 2 to Terminator 1. Personally, oh, no. for me, oh, no. I didn't. What oh. The only reason is, is because I really loved the fact that the Terminator, it was man versus machine. Mm. So you had Sarah Connor, you had Kyle Reese versus this undeniably powerful killing machine that, yeah. you know, in the future when they have like, plasma rifles and things, you know, they have a chance. They can shoot these things and they can mm. harm them. In 1984, even Carl says it himself is, I am going to struggle to kill this because let's phrase it, bullets are not going to phase this thing. So they have to do some unconventional means to harm it, which is leads to some great special effects. I love the special effects in this film. They're Stan so Winston. Good. Stan Winston oh, effects. The best. I know. The, the best one best. is is when the Terminator is fixing his eye. I mean, let's face it, you can tell it's not Arnold Schwarzenegger because I mean, it is very yeah. cheesy. But that looks really the, rough. But for the time, I know. it's acceptable. Exactly. For the time, it would have been like, oh my yeah. God. It's... Obviously, you know, you look at it now, you're like, I mean, I can tell it's an animatronic. But again, yeah. Yeah. It, well, I, I love it better because they, they went out of their way to say, no, you know what? We have to make this. And it just looks so much better as a thing on the screen rather than Arnie, Arnie there with his CGI face and whatnot, which, you know, looks well, terrible. Oh, he, yeah, his, his, well, I mean, they wouldn't in the have... later films. Yeah, the later ones, specifically, his, his CGI is not good. No, it's but really I not. I can't even think what that's, that scene you're talking about with his um, the, the, prosthet- the, the, yeah. the, the prosthetic body and whatnot, if, if that was <sighs> 80, 1984 yeah. CGI, like, oh, I yeah. can't it's even terrible. imagine what that would look like. So what, you have to go with the prosthetics like that. To give you an idea of how... Uh, what's the word rough I wouldn't say rough infant in how the infant stage that CGI was in at that time is they use stop motion in this film yes yeah nearer to the end we get that we get to see the Terminator in uh, endos- no, endoskeleton yes endoskeleton in it's all its glory and it, it stands up from this wreckage and that's you a see great this, scene I know you see this massive hulking animatronic thing stand up to look at you but then when it's chasing Sarah and Kyle near the end of the film, it's stop motion. So they're yeah. actually having a model that they're moving. And again, it's because they were like, we can't fake this. We have to make this look real. Obviously, it doesn't look very good. It because works it's very obvious. stop motion for a robot because of the way yeah. a robot would, would move. Uh, the, how, how if, if you say to someone, act like a robot, they do that. Oh, yeah. Like, like, like you're your arms and limbs are stiff and you're moving like you're a, one bit by it. it, 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 it. So like when FPS you do a stop, failing. yeah, when you do a stop motion, most stop motions look like that. They look yeah. very jagged and stiff. So it works. What I about this was up to that point in time before I'd seen these horror films, you know, my, I've been shown films like Jason and the Argonauts, mm. Jason, uh, mm. Jason, and the Argon- yeah, Jason, and the Argon- Jason and the golden fleece. Where when they fought these, you know, these Greek monsters, yeah, it was all stop motion and it just looked so cool. That's and the amazing the... Ray Harryhausen. Yeah, 
and when I saw the, this bit this in the Terminator, I know I'm going on about practical special effects rather no, than horror elements to it. You talk about effects. <laughs> it was just for me. It reminded me of that, and I thought, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, just seeing that again, and. The other bits that I really liked about this film... Ah, here's a little tidbit for you. Actually, mm. two bits. To James Cameron sold this the Terminator script for a dollar. He sold it for a dollar. Okay. And he sold it to, I believe it was the producer, if I'm correct. Who did he sell it to? Uh, I th- Yeah, I think he sold it to either the writer or the uh, writer or producer. And he told her, you can buy this film off me. You can make it so long as I direct it. And he said, I will sell it to you for a dollar. He did so. And then he made a butt ton of money from it. Yeah. So actually, All the residuals. Like, oh, exactly. It worked out in my favor. And I only realized this as I was watching this film. And I didn't connect the dots down here. But there are three alien alumni in this film as well. Yes. Guess who they are? Well, hang on a minute. All right. Hang on a minute. Because there's one. Well, there's what there's one. There's Vasquez is in alien is is in T two. Is it Vasquez? Um, is name Vasquez? She's she's John's John's mum in number two. John's uh, foster mum in 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 T two. There are four. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, so in so I was specifically referring to the Terminator film, not T two. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking because she's in Aliens. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, that's probably where in T one you've obviously got Michael Bean. Yep, yep. Who played uh, Hicks Kyle. in Aliens? H- Hicks and Carl Reese. Yep. Yep, that's true. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? So he's he appears right at the start of the film. In which he one? Does the T one in Terminator One. He appears right at the start where the Terminator is butt oh, naked. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton. Yep. Bill I can't fucking everywhere, man. Game over, over, man. Game over. Must not for work, huh? Oh, yeah. uh, yep. Bill, Bill Paxton. Paxton. And the last one? Give me another clue. Give me another clue. He appears in the later Alien films. Oh, God. Um... Oh, no. So, uh, he appears in Alien. T- he appears in Aliens, sorry. Yeah. He does. He appears in Aliens. Just once? No, Just only he appears, Aliens? Sorry, he doesn't. He appears in Aliens and he appears in Alien Resurrection. In the resurrection, yeah. Who do you think it is? I mean, you're not talking Bishop, are you? Yep, Bishop. But Bishop's in Alien Three as well. It might, yeah. Okay, I clearly don't. Well, like I said, the <laughs> Alien films after two start to get a bit weird. Yeah, Bishop's at why. the end of Alien Three, where uh, yeah, yeah. she jumps into the molten rock. That's no, that's not. That's oh, that is Alien Three. I was yeah, getting my films Alien confused. Um, I was getting my films confused. That's why. But yeah, what? so you oh, have three Bishop. Alien alumni. Oh, he's so, a cop. He's the cop in the police is. station. Yes, when exactly. the police station gets completely fucked up. Oh, that's such a good scene. I'll yeah, be yeah, back. Yeah. I remember now. Oh, great scene. But yeah, I only noticed this as I was watching The Terminator the other day. To prep for this, I was like, oh, it's Bishop. I was like, oh, it's him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, they crossed actually, over. They, I, they did, yeah. I would so love to see a Terminator versus Alien film. I think mm. that'd be great. And then they have all their characters like meet and they're like oh hey game over man it's like yeah but we're going for a walk first okay yeah cool <laughs> uh, but the other thing that is great about this film is is the music the music in this is just oh. on point yeah the it's sound like design techno. is great oh 
it's like techno music cranked up to 10 and i sat there listening to going i could work out to this it's got such an well i mean yeah, it's got it's an upbeat type of music upbeat tempo yeah it's not like too dark but at the same time you're like you could get your sweat onto this it's great get a pump it. onto it when i was writing my better terminator script than dark fate the other day <laughs> yeah i actually put on the terminator the, the terminator um uh what's sound thing playlist soundtrack that's <laughs> the, the word orig- i was going the ost for. that's the one i i could not the original soundtrack words, yeah the original soundtrack and even then i actually stopped i didn't realize i'd actually stopped paying attention to what i was doing because i was too busy looking up the songs and the sound design for it because it's just so catchy it's great fun to listen to i think alone just the dun, 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 dun. oh yeah dun, 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 dun. Like it's such a simple, simple sound design works so well, and (laughs) I think the simplest one, which I will spoil up, I will get into in next episode, is John Carpenter's Halloween. Oh yes, four notes of simple. If you have good sound design, then you're halfway there for a lot of a lot of it sound is so important it very is if you don't have the right sound in your i mean i would love to i would love to see if i want to go see if there's a youtube channel where they take like really iconic scenes and just horribly screw up the sound i mean that would be so great it's imagine that you have like i don't know leatherface chasing after sally you know that classic moment yeah. and then you've just got you know some upbeat pop punk song playing in the background you'd be like oh this is quite fun yeah okay yeah ruins the or, scene but you know like the scene you mentioned earlier where he's uh, the stop motion of him coming out the fire <laughs> this that's a chilling moment chilling like oh, you, you can't kill him and it's just like Hello, oh. my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's so I would, important. I, would, I tell you what. I think what we should do is we should do that, but we should take scenes from Martyrs. And oh, like, no. Or... <laughs> Just horribly muck up the song. It'd be great fun. C'est la vie. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, it'd, be, it'd be amazing, I would think. Oh, but... I, yeah. <sighs> Again, and... I'll, I'll I'll kind of link it around. Oh, to be fair, there is a quite a funny green screen mishap in this, which I don't think anyone's picked up on because I couldn't see it in IMDb. It's oh, well. a point where the Terminator he gets hit by a uh, it's like a big tanker truck, um, and he's like he's dragged underneath it. Yeah. And there's a split second where you get to see him through like the top part of the tanker under on the road. And it's a bit where, obviously, the Terminator's leg gets, like, bent. I think it gets caught on something. So you see him limping later. But in a brief flash, you can see there's, like, a green screen that's been wrapped around whoever, whatever dummy is legs. Oh, yeah. And I'm assuming they did that because they were going to add in a special effect to show the leg. But they never added it in. They just forgot to do it. So they missed a few frames in the way. Yeah, they missed a few frames of this bit where he goes under the truck... And you can see the green screen that's wrapped around the dummy's leg. Or I'm assuming it's not a real person because that would be way too dangerous to do that. But there you go. Get your um, letters writ to James, uh, Jim Cameron now. Get them writ- uh, written. Yeah. Let's get this sorted. Let's get this fixed and reshot, re-edited. 
Well, that's the thing. They couldn't actually do that many reshoots on this film because they didn't really have the budget for it. So the reason it's filmed mostly at night, especially mm. when it's outside, yeah. is because what James Cameron had to do was he wasn't allowed to close down the streets. They just said, no, you can't do it. Mm. You're not allowed to. So he had to do it guerrilla style. And when it got to late at night, when there was a little break in the traffic, he would run across the street, block the road off, film the scene, and then literally had to run out the street again before the traffic came back. Because the cops in the city were like, no, you just, you can't close everything down. You're just not allowed to. Do they ever so, specify what city T1 is in? Because I think, I believe T2 yes. is LA, right? So I think T1 they, they, is they, LA as well. It is LA. I, believe, I thought it was, yeah. And I, I've heard LA is notoriously hard to shoot in. Unless you're Michael yeah. Bay with Transformers, you yeah, can't shut anything down. Um, it's interesting because it's never stated... Obviously, when we first meet the Terminator, he doesn't know mm. what Sarah Connor looks like because there are no photos ah, of Sarah Connor that around. Scene. And the reason he he try he goes through the phone book to find the Sarah Connors yeah. is because all they knew is Sarah Connor in 1984 lived in Los Angeles. So yeah. they're like, she's in Los Angeles. Find whatever Sarah Connor. Kill them. Be done with it. Sarah Connor. Yes. Yes. It's a little old lady. Yep. Poor little old lady. <gasps> That would be great if he knocked on the door and like an eight-year-old like lady came out like yes, yes, like are you Sarah Connor? It's like yes, it's like no, you cannot be the right one. Or it's like yes, the end. Yep. <laughs> oh. Technically, he did his job. <laughs> it's like Terminator Two. It's just this Terminator sitting in L.A. going, oh shit, yeah. What do I do? <laughs> which get to, ironically get to is for this shit. Is the plot of Dark Fate, which makes no fucking sense. But you know, let's not talk about that film because I hate about... the film. I I made such a bad mistake when I went to see this film in the cinema. I yeah. took the misses, and it was either Terminator Dark Fate or the Joker film, the new Joker film that came out. And I stood there and I said, you know what, Terminator Dark Fate, we got to see it. It's going to be great. I came out of that film, and I was like, I feel so bad for taking you to see this film. Even the misses went. Yes, you you really cocked up there. Yeah, you fucked so up. So I had to buy a dinner. I had to buy yeah, a dinner. You, I had to buy oh, a you had to. Dinner. Oh, you poor thing. You had to. I know. No, I was going to treat her anyway. But yeah, <laughs> I I wish we'd gone to see Joker instead. It was yeah. Terminator Dark Fate was such a such a train wreck of a the film. The man doesn't like but, Dark Fate, people. No, I don't. It was rubbish. It was a crap film. And I even got a little poster before I went into the cinema. Luckily, I didn't pay for it. And I've since <laughs> thrown it out, thrown it in the bin. Um, but... I would say before I finish it, what mm. I, the last thing, thing that I got from this film was it goes back to the same thing that Alien did was it was the inevitable thing of man's, you know, just our, our weird inability to even like in today, like 2022, which by the way, we're only what, seven we're, years off when close. the end of the war supposed to have happened yeah and even now we still can't get on with everyone yeah. the countries just cannot get on with anyone and this film does it well because it never states in the first film especially what caused the nuclear holocaust that wipes everything out it just never states it mm -hmm. i think skynet if i remember rightly or no sorry initially it doesn't say what it was eventually you do find out it was skynet that blew everything up because it looked at humanity and went you know what you don't deserve to exist. I'm mm. going to wipe you all out. So when I watched it for the first time, it was very much, well, what causes this? It's like, 
Was it a machine? Was it us? It was probably us, let's be honest. It probably will be us. Yeah. And it was that that stark message of we have all these massively powerful weapons, these nuclear weapons. And yeah, after they've, you know, if they ever get launched, it's like, well, what will be left after that? There probably won't. I mean, we will probably still be here, but not in a good way. Not in a good way. And it will probably be something. It won't be anything like the Terminator, because let's be honest, even machines at that point in time won't be able to save us because it's, we'll be back in happen. the Dark Ages. Yeah. No. And that that imagery was so haunting, especially if you're flipping 12 years old. It's bleak not the as right, well. I mean, it's very bleak. And it's not, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you're a young viewer listening to this, please don't watch it if you're under the age of 18, because quite frankly, it is bleak as bugger. It's a very good film, though. I mean, it's not scary. It's not really scary, is it? Is it scary? There's a, I mean, uh, don't watch it because it, there's a... Subjectively there's a naughty, scary. There's a naughty scene in it. Um, there is, a, there was, is a naughty scene, yeah. It was it was the first time I ever got to see a naughty scene, and I was quite happy with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was quite happy with myself. I was like, oh my God, there's boobs. Ugh. I um, I don't think a younger audience nowadays would find this scary. I think they would. I would think I they would. Well, I would think they would find the concept of the nuclear holocaust. They would find that, especially with possibly the stuff that's that happening right now. That yeah, um, but I don't think the Terminator itself they would find scary nowadays. No, I, back then I can understand it being scary, but I don't think. Well, I mean, it's did, very different seen, times now. Have you seen the video? It's I can't remember who it was. It was a chat show, and they had a one of these AI. Mm. Not well, not AI, but it was something akin to an AI robot on this show, and of course everyone sits there. You know, it's like, oh, let's ask the AI robot. You know, what's going to happen? And this guy looks at this this AI lady, and it says, oh, jokingly he goes, well, tell us how long does humanity have left? Yeah. And this thing simply looks at him, and goes, ten years, and then shuts oh, itself off. <laughs> and you can just see the the, the host going. Uh, <laughs> yeah and like even the people next to it are like uh what what did it say this was it's a good like, idea oh and i think that would probably scare younger audiences especially once you're very tech plugged in yeah it's if ai does start getting more and more advanced and it starts coming out with you know some of these weird uh phrases especially if like oh yeah we should definitely make ai things te- well actually to be fair they're looking at doing it now aren't they because self-driving cars effectively Ugh. are a form of ai mistake mistake i know and i sat there as it someone sat there it was a friend of mine and she went would you if you were offered the chance to sit in the very f- the very first ever artificial intelligent plane that would fly no, itself with never. no pilots would you take it and no. i was like no because God, no. it's going to crash yeah something is going wrong with it um and even with self-driving cars i'm like no because you there's going to be a crash to start with or what's going to happen is the self-driving car will be fine but then you'll have some twat in a car that will crash into the self-driving car and well, you're like yeah that's the whole conundrum of a self-driving car let's say yeah a human walks out with a pram and a young baby in the pram okay it walks out into yeah. the road you need to swerve but you're not driving the car is driving does the yeah. car hit them or does the car crash and potentially kill you? I think it was it. Was it, it was, who does the car kill? Is it yeah, who does the kill car you kill? Or crash yeah. and kill the other people. It, it's ridiculous. Now, oh yeah, 
we I, I guess it's it's not far off if you were um you were driving yeah but at least with your eyes you could you potentially swap. see that you have yeah. quicker reactions well that's it's just the... not good <laughs> oh no this isn't horror stuff but that was the thing with the self-driving cars is that's mm. the that was one of the uh arguments it was like well who is to blame that's it, yeah, the blame. People have said, well, if the car is driving itself and the car causes a crash, the car is to blame because it's yeah. the car's fault, not the person sitting behind the wheel. But if the person sitting behind the wheel say that say someone walked out in front of it and grabbed the steering wheel to do something, and then by doing so caused a crash, yeah. you could say, Well, the self driving car would have avoided it, but because that person panicked they caused the accident, so it's their fault, not the cars. But, you know, that's for people that are way more smart than I am, and I'm not going to get into it. Oh, well, that's not for us. No. That's, uh, <laughs> We're not I mean, that smart. This is, hopefully this is stuff that's 10 years down the line, and, you know, by that time, I don't know, we'll have Terminators. Oh, yeah, uh, hopefully. Our Metal Overlords, remember, uh, you did a podcast, call us. I, for one, welcome them. Exactly. <laughs> I look forward to my implant where I can watch every horror film. <laughs> It's called Shudder. Yeah, that was my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, just a continuous <laughs> subscription to Shudder. That'll work. But yeah, that was my top... That was my number four. The That's a solid take for your number four. Yeah. Solid, solid Good. take. I like my machines, clearly. Clearly, clearly. Oh, So what was your number four? Do tell. Yes. Numero foro. So, in my opinion, mm. in my opinion, because that's all this is. This is an this is an opinion, opinion. podcast. We're, we're not spreading facts here. We're spreading personal opinions. So, if the listeners don't like our opinions, it's fine. It's fine. fine. It's all personal opinion. People might not like martyrs, and I know people don't like martyrs, but I do. Oh, yeah. But in my opinion, the great resurgence of the POV found footage style horror movie really okay. hit the nail on the head. With Rec, R E C. Oh, interesting. And we're, keep, we're keeping it with the foreign films for the, these two. This is a Spanish film. It was made yeah, in two, yeah. uh, released in two thousand seven. Now, granted, that's... this is a completely, like I said, personal opinion. Go on, what were you going to say? I was about to say that's quite recent, two thousand seven. That's probably yeah, well, a year before Martyrs. No, yeah, Martyrs is two thousand eight. Oh yes, of course. Uh, so they're pretty much similar. Uh, so yeah, again, per completely personal opinion about the whole uh, it being the great resurgence of POV. Okay, but for okay. such an extremely low budget, it was a pretty groundbreaking mo movie in the horror genre. What was its budget? I'm going to look it up. Do keep, now, do keep talking. I am oh, I, I, I plan to. Now, Paranormal Activity <laughs> was released one month oh, prior. And that, speaking of extremely low budgets, I don't know many other films off the top of my head that had such a low budget that made such an extremely large profit from it. It's at the, well, didn't at the they box say office. that if you were to if you were to calculate for inflation or something? Yeah, Paranormal Activity is the highest grossing movie I think ever it made. Might be. Yeah, I think it, is, it might yeah. be because it was sixteen thousand dollars, I believe, off the top of my head. Yeah, it made like sixty million or something daft. It, the it, issue, I think. Oh no, I was about to say it is the highest grossing film in the world. Unless you account for certain things which make Titanic or Avatar, sorry, the highest one. The thing with that, though, you look at the budget 
and you look at the spend yeah. in the marketing, Paranormal Activities marketing was was nothing. It was some oh, yeah. YouTube videos or some videos online. But the issue I find with Paranormal Activity and its series as a whole is that it had a serious case of not knowing when to quit. Oh my God, it really did. And it's, and the first and one it's still going on. The first one's the best. But again, it's not yeah, it's the best of that sort no. of style of film. And that, to me, hinders the whole impact uh, as a whole with all its sequels. I think with Wreck, it kind of had that issue. But it had a really, really solid sequel. A really, really okay. good sequel that continued the story of the first one. The first one could be left alone. Wreck, Wreck itself can be, could be left alone, no sequels. And it ends on a... The last ten, the last ten minutes of Wreck are creepy, chilling, nice. and kind of on the edge of his seat, which is oh, great. Okay, That's what you okay. want. So you could end it with that, but they brought it back and they didn't disappoint with Wreck Two. It works. It's a it's a competent sequel, and that's where you could end it. But unfortunately, they did do a third and a fourth. The third yeah. is a prequel to the first, and the fourth carries on after two. But Compared to the Paranormal series, which I, I believe one came out uh, last year, was it um, something Kin? Next yeah, to they're Kin on. They're on something daft now. They're on like Paranormal Activity Seven. It was ridiculous. It got ridiculous. Oh yeah, next of Kin. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, like I said, it's sort of released two thousand seven, and it's been eight years since we were last presented with, in my opinion, the second best, oh, second best, joint first best found footage horror film okay so i what so is I'm that gonna... what do you think it is you might eight years before that 99 uh, I'm... was it it wasn't uh oh god what's that film called um it's pretty it popular Cloverfield, was it nope cloverfield was know. about 2010 2009 P-O-V film Okay, it's a little, little, little small independent film called The Blair Witch Project in 1999. Oh, oh see, <laughs> you, I, okay. you might not have heard of it. You know, it's not no, very well known. I, it's not very I've well known. It. Not many people have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I'm going to be honest. All right, I, I'm not a fan of POV films. I don't like them. I don't know why. I just I'm not. A fan. For... I'm going to be honest. I haven't actually seen Wreck. So there you go. Um, interesting yeah i've never seen i'm gonna watch it uh because it sounds interesting but I'm, i think i could never it. get over the i could never get over the, the shaky cam it always just annoyed me to no end i um, understand i understand it is it is funny that you mentioned the blair witch project because the blair witch project is a film that its impact worked very well in mm. 1999 especially considering all the fervor that it got around it with the marketing, the fact that they said the actors and the actresses were they'd gone missing, yeah. they were potentially dead, all this stuff. I watched the Blair Witch Project during the lock, the first lockdown. I was bored to tears. It was so boring, and that's not to say it wasn't for me. I was like, I'm just watching a lot of people getting lost in the woods. I'm like, what is scary about this? I don't get it. But then when I looked into the background of it, I was like. Oh my god, there was so much around this. Yeah. There was so much like people were going nuts because they thought the actresses had died. They they were sending letters to their their family saying we're so sorry that you're And the fact that the actress and the director were like, Yeah, by the way, don't say anything until the film's out because we want to keep this going. So when that film came out, I can see why people were like this film is just it's it's really up there because they thought they were watching actual an actual film where these people died. But of course, yeah. when you watch it now, you're like, well, 
I, it's for me, put in my opinion, I was like, it's a bit naff. Not gonna lie. Okay, my take on that. We'll get off the Blair Witch in a minute. But my take on yep. that whole thing of you, you found it boring, naff. My argument to people that always say that is that I prefer, I, I mostly prefer films like this, whatever sort of media it be, film, TV, where people aren't trying to act. I, I always think, natural. don't try to act. It feels more real, more organic. Yeah. Because, I mean, they are acting at the same time they're they're not trying to act you know they're not forcing it yeah and it felt more organic which gave me the feeling of i know i'm not watching someone's uh, um camcorder recording i know i'm not yeah. watching i know it's a film but am i is this a recording this because uh, okay, they don't, yeah yeah this this feels because it gave the feeling of this actually could be a recording Imagine if they were trying, they were trying to act like properly Hollywood trying to act. It would be, it would would be trash. It would be, and unfortunately that happened with, um, the sequel, not well, the 2016 sequel, I think it was 2016, uh, Blair Witch. There was a sequel to the Blair Witch Project, Blair Witch Project 2, which we don't ever talk about. No one should ever talk about that. Made a, uh, made a video game as well. Yeah. The Blair Witch. I've got it. Um, I've seen it play, and I was yeah. yeah. Rustin Parr. It's uh, about the origins of Blair Witch, but there was yeah the, the the true sequel called Blair Witch, which came out uh, a few years back, and that feels it, it's still POV, but it feels like feels Hollywood the way that the way they are acting. It doesn't feel organic. I think that's because by this time, I mean it's it's like the Blair. It's one of those things. It was. Yeah, you knew that the the every, you, I mean the ending is pretty much you know done to death now. It's like mm. it's referenced everywhere. So oh, it's that person standing yeah. in the corner of a room. You're like it's like with the Pennywise balloon, the sixth sense spoiler. Yeah. It's one of those things. So it's I think iconic. when they did it's this, iconic. Yeah, so exactly it's iconic. So I think when they went to do a sequel, they're like, well, people know what it is. Just you know, you may as well glam it up now. Go ahead. I must be. Yeah. I'm saying at the poster for Rec Three. I don't know what happened. The first two posters are really cool. I've just seen the third one, and I'm like... Bride with the chainsaw. Yeah, and even on four, I'm like, is she literally holding a giant spinning anchor? Um, Watch the first one. Just watch the first one. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll give the first two a go, um, and I'll probably stop there. This... uh, The thing I I mentioned about the acting feeling more organic, and it, it kind of... It kind of works for this film as well. The The acting doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel Hollywood and... Fake. It it feels organic. Yeah. It feels real because premise of the film, very simplistic horror story, set in Barcelona. That's in Spain, in case you didn't know. Oh, We're basically know following a news reporter, and she, her and her cameraman. They're basically doing a fly on the wall documentary of a fire station. Simple. Oh, okay. Something you'd find on Channel Five or Channel Four, nine p.m. on a Sunday night. Nice. <laughs> Something yeah, boring probably. and basic. They get a call. A lady is trapped in their apartment downtown barcelona they go out with the firemen to see what's going on they okay. get into the apartment building the residents of the apartment building are downstairs in the lobby the firemen the news reporter they go up they go up oh and you haven't seen it that's probably about as far as i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna close the uh, wikipedia page 
because it's they, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm not gonna go too much further. They are basically it, it's a they're stuck in this building now. Okay, they go up, so, but they yeah, they come back down. But oh, things okay. happen in between, and things escalate. Ah. They escalate even more. What I like about this POV film, you've got to have a good reason why the camera's still rolling. Yeah, exactly. You've got to have a good reason. This is a news reporter. You think about news reporters and journalists, they always, they have to get the story. They have to get it. They have to get it. Exactly. So they're they're constantly keep rolling, keep rolling, capture everything. We have to, we have to tell this. We have to tell this. Rather than some dude bro going, yeah, I'm just filming this for no apparent reason. So I think that that kind of helps it get away with it. It gets away. that's, That's why I kind of have shied away from the POV thing because in my mind, especially when you watch films like Cloverfield, um, you know, big alien thing and people are like, let's record this. I'd be yeah. like, put your damn phone down. There's an alien in your city. Run. Don't film That's this. What, Cloverfield, what are you this for? Great example. I love Cloverfield, but when you think about it like that, they, they've just come from a party. They were, he was filming at a party, a birthday party yeah. or a leaving party, whatever it was. Something like that, yeah. This thing, literally a thing, a monster. It is a monster. Oh, yeah. And he's still filming. He's still filming yeah, exactly. at the end when it's in front of him. Who are you gonna, what are you going to do? You're going to upload that to Twitter and show people? Exactly. There, there is no Twitter. There's a monster destroying the planet. <laughs> exactly. Everyone is now... Except that's, that's why with... Clo- I mean, I liked the Cloverfield film where it was set in the bunker. If you haven't seen that one, do watch that. That one is very weird. Very and Cloverfield creepy. Lame. That's the one. Yes. I like that one. I thought it was yeah. John. Uh, oh, John name? Goodman. I can't remember his name. John Goodman. Mm. Oh, he, he's very good in this film because he usually does comedies, and this is very sinister for him. But it's like you said, you know, he's filming this thing, and it is. It's like it would be as if Godzilla, because you know we're, we're big Godzilla fans here as well. Yep. We love Godzilla. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Walked out of the ocean right now and started blowing up Tokyo because let's face it, he always blows up Tokyo for some reason. You know. People will be like, oh, look, I'm filming Godzilla. It's like, mate, I'm watching this on the news. I can tell it. I know it's Godzilla. Because that would be world... I mean, that would be world-altering news. Mm. It's like there is a gigantic atomic lizard in on our planet. There's a walking yeah. nuclear bomb. There's a, yeah, a walking nuclear <laughs> There's a bomb. walking nuke. Like, every government over the world would be like, well, shit, we can't hide this from the people. It's like, yeah, by the way, there's a walking nuclear bomb. We've known about yeah. it for 10 years. We just thought he wouldn't wake up. Yeah. And... So that's what I think that kind of what bugs me about POV stuff is a lot of the time when I've watched films, I'm like, put your damn phone down. Why Agreed. are you filming Agreed. this? There's, 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 a, there's something running towards you. I would have shat my pants, dropped my phone, and I'd be legging it out the other side of the door rather than going, I need to capture this on my Instagram. Yep. A lot. Um, we'll come back to it. A lot of these things come down to the context. Yeah. This news reporter, like I said, it, it works. Paranormal activity. It it works. They're trying. They they have, quote uh, quote unquote. They have paranormal activity occurring in their house. Yeah, and they they want to find out what's going on. So they set up some odd little cameras, and at times they pick up the camera and move it around. But for the majority, it's it's like it's while they're sleeping. It's it's positioned on the 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 stand or the table. Yeah, yeah. So that works. It has to cover context, and this works to me. The journalist they they have to keep recording. They have to keep going because they're locked in this building. They're not allowed out oh, okay. because oh, okay. of what happens when they go up to this apartment. Oh, I've got to watch this now. I now, think this is on Shudder as well, so I might have to watch this after this recording. 
it was remade. Obviously, it was remade yeah. for Western audiences because it's a Spanish yeah. film. And it was remade and called Quarantine. Oh, it was, yeah. With, now, uh, oh, what's her name from Dexter? Oh, I can't remember her name. No, well, I can't help you with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but it's called Quarantine simply because they're quarantined in the building. Uh, to me, course, yeah. that's a bit of a spoiler, calling it that. Calling it Rick yeah. is the record, you know, recording. Yeah. Quarantine, yes. it gives it away a little bit. Okay, I mean, yeah. Considering that the, re- I mean, no, I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna watch it. I mean, to be fair, it's a short film. I've just seen it on IMDb. It's only an hour and eighteen minutes. That's very short for a it, film. It pops off. It pops off within the first ten minutes. You're 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 you're, you're in. You're done. You're, again, you're going. It sounds like that works because. Yeah, if you were, I think that works with the fast pace of you know how this would actually play down. Was if, like you said, you got stuck in a, I don't know, I don't know whatever this is, and the events only last an hour. Yeah, yeah, you're only going to be filming for an hour, and guessing that something shuts off the camera at the end. You know, they usually do. Which actually, that always bugged me about certain things. Have you noticed that, especially in POV things, where at the end of the film they just leave the camera rolling and rolling, and you're like. Uh, just turn the camera off it's like okay someone has obviously found this footage yeah just, just stop it there is a there is a netflix show called archive 81 which is based okay. around pov footage and it's a guy that he what does he do i've only seen part of the first episode but he's a i think he's an analog to digital like converter okay so he yes stores yeah. older tapes and things and he's hired by a company that no one's ever heard of. He cannot find information about him anywhere. Yeah. And he says, look, we need you to put, we need you to fix these tapes, which will tell us what happened in this hotel that burnt down, which also apparently killed his parents. Okay. And he's like, I can't find any information about you. And they're like, well, you know, we know all about you. So, you know, if you come and help us, you'll find out what happened to your parents. And that's all we're going to tell you. And it's how he starts watching these tapes. And it's things start to get a bit creepy for him because he's like, well, hang on a sec. Isn't that, there's a great, image of it he fixes before he gets in touch with his company one of these pov found footages is he's watching this image and it's this family with a dog and he's looking at the dog and it's like that's my dog how on earth huh. do they have my dog yeah but it's a different family he doesn't know who they are and it's like that's my dog and that's when it starts to pick up and he's like okay he passes i think he like he brushes it aside but when this company's like, yeah, we need you to uh, piece together these tapes. The only issue is you can't leave this building. The tapes can't be moved. So you have to go to this very isolated place. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll bring you food and stuff. But uh, yeah, you can't leave. You have to fix these tapes. Getting and it's about big, how it starts getting a bit creepy. Big VHS vibes from that description. Yeah, yeah. It's, he's basically taking VHS I love VHS. Tapes the the, the film VHS. Sorry, the, oh, yeah, the, the horror film VHS, I meant. Yeah. With the, the, the different tapes, yeah. different eerie tapes that affect the main story. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Interesting. Okay. What's that called? Archive 81? Uh, it's called Archive 81 on Netflix, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, let's give it a look. So, with Wreck, I mean, I let's, let's go with when I discovered it. Okay. So, this came out in 2007, towards the end of... Oh God, if you're a British listener... It's towards the end of my A-levels, mid-A-levels. So year 12, 13. Oh. Year 12, 13, about That's 16, late 17. Late yeah, high school, I Towards think. the end. Of, yeah. 
So it was around the last part of uh, May that was when I first discovered Wreck. And it's one of those films that it spread throughout like the close friendship group. Kind of like Chinese Whispers. Okay. And it's like, have you, have you heard of the Wreck? Have you heard of REC? Have you heard of it? Yeah. Apparently it's the scariest film ever made. Like it's this new foreign film. Like you heard of like, you know, the ring, like this, this creepy foreign film that is, yeah, kills you in seven I gotta days. be honest, oh. a foreign horror to me back then wasn't a big, wasn't, I wasn't so, I, I wasn't aware of a lot of foreign horror films. I knew of yeah. the ring and, and now being, being, being a, a, an adult, shall we say, <laughs> Yep. In some sense of the word. Um, I'm, I'm way into it. We're way into the foreign horror. You got, oh, yeah. I was just talking about French horror. Now we're talking about Spanish horror. I just mentioned Japanese horror. There's a plethora oh, of foreign horror. Yeah. And we were, you know, it's like the scariest movie we've made. So like the new Exorcist, we've got to watch this. We've got to find it. Now, these claims, you know, the scariest film ever made, you've got to have balls of steel for a, a production company to put that on your your marketing because half the time most of the time it's, it's not. not and you should never ever do that because you're setting a precedent so oh, high yeah. that you'll never pretty much ever fulfill but for me back then it it it, it was kind of near enough there for me this film especially like i said the last 10 minutes now i like to watch horror films especially a brand new horror film in the dark i feel like they should be watched in the dark oh yeah you know and this works in the dark it worked for me so a buddy of mine at school got it we had a free period before lunch so we had a long break sat down on his ibm laptop we closed all the blinds in the in the study room there's no one else around and we watched it it worked even just then not not sitting at home on the couch. It worked even like that. It, it was it terrified us, but at the same point, it terrified us so much we wanted to watch it again. We were so intrigued. Yep. We wanted yep. to pick out bits that we'd missed and whatnot. And it also felt so fresh because I'd never seen anything like this before. The f- especially the fact it was foreign. It was it was Spanish. Yeah. And that goes back round to what I was saying about the the organic acting, quote unquote. It. Oh, okay. If 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 this if this was a hollywood film we'd probably see an actor we knew that kind of takes you out of it does it makes you feel a bit more at yeah. ease going okay i recognize oh look there's chris pratt because he plays everyone it's not as scary because it's someone i know i don't know any of these actors they feel like normal human beings to me they don't feel like actors i feel like i'm watching a news report i feel scared for these people yeah i feel terrified for these people and um yeah that that's what really drives the horror home for me with this film gotta admit the poster is quite creepy Post I'm looking at the post now. It's it's very. Which odd post are you looking, looking at? Because there's a couple. I'm so, looking at the first wreck film. Uh, it's the one with it's the girl and the the. the... I'm send, me, I'm send, me in, it. send me in Discord. Uh, just send me a picture because there's a couple. Uh, I just want to see which one you're looking at because there's right. one's better than the other. Yeah, is this one it? Yes, brilliant! It's amazing. It's oh, such yeah. a simplistic poster, and it. It's scary. The poster itself is scary. It's, it's basically it's a um, uh, half profile of uh, the lead actress's face, but in a very darkly shot, uh, I guess, setting. It gives me vibes of a uh, like a really weird looking, you know, the the dolls from uh, uh, the Dark Crystal. Yeah, yeah. It's giving yeah. me vibes of that. I thought she was a doll for a second. 
<laughs> it's very it's very odd it's very weird looking in a good way um it's a very, actually very it's, it's, it's a beautiful it poster it's a bit odd <laughs> it's a beautiful horror film poster because it's because of the simplicity of it yeah. it really is but yeah i just the best there's a lot of better posters that are simple highly recommend you you yourself watch right and if you i don't oh. if you can watch it by the time we do part two so we can have a little discussion on it just someone right, i'll your watch thought. it well i'll watch you it know? tonight then do yeah i mean it's it's not long it's not long yeah it's only it's only pretty much an hour so i'll i'll watch it tonight if i can find it i'll watch it tonight it should be i think it's on shutter so i'll check it out on shutter but if you've not seen rec i highly recommend just if you're not fan of subtitles please just sit through it because oh, yeah. it's worth it and if you can get the sequel, watch the sequel. Forget about three and four, but if you just want to watch one, watch one. And it's it's pure horror. It's just pure oh, okay. terror. And the last ten minutes, you watch the last ten minutes in the dark, you won't turn away. You Do won't you be that? turning away. Cara, we're going to watch this film in the dark. Yeah, okay, cool. As T is talking to the dog. She looks thoroughly thrilled to be watching this in the dark. She'll probably fall asleep. She'll, it'll, what happen? It'll get to a really creepy moment and she'll snore and I'll jump out my skin. <laughs> that is guaranteed. That's going to happen. I can guarantee it. So that's my four. That's my four and five. That was cool. I like four those. and five. I like the fact that you went, you've gone for the, uh, the foreign ones. I think that's we've gone cool. very I different. Any, I haven't got many foreign horror films. That I like, I mean, I've got one. I mean, the only one I can think of that I really thought was creepy was Audition, the Japanese horror. Audition horror is incredible. That's, that, for me, is a is a great Japanese... It's a mind-buggery of a film. It just... It's really... Especially the last, like, 20 minutes. I mean, it's a slow burn, but the last 20 minutes just make you... Yes, you feel quite... The girl is just fantastic. She is a creep. She's a, she would be a really good slasher. But they never made any sequels to it, which in a way is, you know... Don't need right. a sequel to Audition. Don't need any sequels. Um, there was a great... There was a Japanese horror film that I found on YouTube. It's really annoying. I can't find it since. I mean, I yep. watched this... Oh, back when I was maybe 17, 18. Um, it was really unusual because it was a... It was based on the premise of... It was like s- some sort of a camera. It was like an old-fashioned Polaroid camera, which I thought was mm. really funny. Mm. And it was a cursed camera. Okay. And if you had your photo taken by it, it w- your face would become distorted upon coming out. But it would print how you would about how you would die. So effectively, the camera would curse you as it took mm. your photo. It would show you this like their faces are all like oh, oh, twisted into that really sounds weird. Very familiar. I know. Very. Familiar. I can't remember what it is. It's really annoying. It's not Fatal Frame. Which they did do it. Apparently, they're doing a film, which might be quite good. Yeah, but it was just really like weird. But it was set in its time because they all had like the Nokia thirty four ten and the flip <laughs> yeah. phones, and you're like, oh my god! It's, you're like, oh, I've got that phone too. But it was a really, really well done horror film, um, and it's annoying because I can't remember what it was called. I have to try and find it on YouTube. We'll find out for next time, oh, which yeah. next time do- will be part two. Of our yes, top five horror films, which will be counted down the three, two, one. Yeah, I've got an interesting one, which uh, I think will be interesting. I must I'm sure it will I, be very interesting. 
I'm sure when I put it into my list, even I was like, even I was surprised that I stuck it in there. But it, you know, it has it had an impact, shall we say? So there we go. Well, we'll look forward to that next time. And oh, yeah. um, as of now, as of always, you can find the Dreadcast. Uh, that's actually yeah. this podcast you're listening to right now, folks. You can find it on all, uh, pretty much the most, all the major uh, audio the platforms, such as Spotify, Amazon, which is actually Audible. I found out the other day. I didn't yes, realize audible was amazon so spotify audible recently. apple and google podcasts um yep. and youtube and podbean oh, right. all simply by searching the dreadcast and we both ourselves have our individual um social media accounts social which you can media. follow us on you can follow myself on twitter at Tom grindhouse and which and youtube gaming grindhouse and That's yourself true. Mr. You T? can find me on Twitter at Tainted Souls. Same as on Instagram and YouTube. At well, actually on Twitch as well. Just type Tainted Souls. You'll, I'm sure you shall find me. They've all got the same logo. And yes, you can find me on all those lovely platforms. Oh, and if you do listen to us on Spotify, um, I'm not sure if Apple, or Google, or any of the other services have this. Do give us a, a five star rating and a follow. Yes, you can. Yes. Exactly, it's much appreciated. Even if you we don't do... think it's a five star, just do it. No, just do it. Just do it. You know, just just, just help it. us out a little you bit. Know, why not? So, until next time, part two coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> <laughs>